Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I hope you enjoyed your weekend. I know it was beautiful out there. I spent mine in Chester, a little bachelor weekend with the boys, a little golf, a little deep sea fishing. Weather was beautiful. I was on social media as well. I saw out in New Brunswick, PEI, you know, people out Cabot Links out there in Cape Breton. It was just a beautiful week, beautiful week in these provinces here uh, in the Atlantic bubble. There's no place I'd rather be in the world. I'd rather be trapped here than anywhere else. We had uh, we had a great time out in Chester. Didn't play that well of golf. I think I got a little bit too excited for the night ahead, but uh, you know, great time at golf out there. Played with my best friends since I've grown up with, and it's just great, uh, you know, with these busy times—not busy times, but just hectic times—to get together with everyone and and have a great 18 rounds of golf. Then after that, the next day we went out deep sea fishing out there in Lunenburg. Probably, I don't even know. Got a charter boat and we went out for like. If I had to guess, we probably left an hour from the shore. So we were out in the middle of nowhere, and we were catching these big old, oh, geez, I was like bass, maybe trout. I don't know my fish that well, but nonetheless, just a great weekend out there in Chester and Lunenburg and, and with the guys. So I hope you enjoyed your weekend. I know I did. And, uh, you know, Monday morning podcast. I say it last week. I'm going to say it again. Get after it. It's Monday. Do whatever you want to do in this world, people. Have fun. Today on the High Button Podcast, we have Ethan Phillips. Ethan just finished up his first year at Boston University. NCAA playing 31 games, 2 goals, 8 assists for 10 points uh, in his rookie season at BU. I'm excited to talk to Ethan. He's been on the podcast before. He was actually on last year for the first time. Dartmouth, Nova Scotia native. He was actually over the other day when Ozzy Kin came on. And I said, well, Ethan, you might as well come on next week. Today is that day. I'm excited to talk to Ethan. Great stories come out of coming out of BU. I love the city of Boston when me and dudes and Billy went up for the Red Bull crash dice probably two years ago now. I fell in love with the city. I absolutely love it. And the fact that Ethan gets to live there and, and play the game of hockey, he's a he's a lucky one. He's a chosen one. So this is the High Button Podcast. We are on episode, I think, 259. Getting there. We're getting up there. Uh, anyways, this is the High Button Podcast. I'm Justin. We're talking to Ethan. Here we go. You know what comes next. All right, Ethan, we are going. Welcome to the High Button Podcast, or welcome back, I should say. Thanks for having me. No, damn it. Dude, talking to it again. Yep. You hear me? Okay, yeah. No, you're good. We're right. up here in the, for everyone listening, we had a little malfunction downstairs in the studio. Uh, little, what would I call it? A little water. It wasn't a flood, but water came through the basement. So we had to move everything. So now we're back up here in the living room. And now it's okay. We're okay. We're just gotta here. adapt and adjust. Yeah, I guess so. See, but now the thing is like <laughs> adjusting's tough mid podcast. Uh, your mic's good. Anyways, man. So how was your weekend? You were down in Chester. Yep, just missed you. Well, I uh, guarantee was, we ran into though. one another. It was it was a good weekend though. Yeah. Uh, went down with. Got to be really like yeah, okay. right there. Went down with um, a bunch of buddies like Evan McKinnon, Luke Henman, Andrew Coxhead. Oh yeah. Jordan McKenna. Um. Just the crew, Arlo that Merritt, works at, yeah, the and crew, then, and then all their girlfriends. So we all uh, just rented a cottage together. Had a good weekend. Oh, it was an unreal weekend down there. The uh, we were golfing. We were we went deep sea fishing in Lunenburg, which is like twenty minutes away. We did like morning dips. We got up at like seven a.m. Did dips down there on the beach, ocean water. It's beautiful down there. It's pretty sweet. Did your buddy end up catching a fish? He did. Yeah. I'll show you the video after this podcast. It was so him. funny, like. He caught the fish, 
and he was too nervous to take it off the hook. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he yeah. caught the fish. He's like, all right, well, now what? And then we had to get the guy, like the instructor to take it off. But it was just a great weekend <laughs> overall. Oh, sweet. Social media was buzzing too. Like everyone up in Cabot Links, PEI, New Brunswick. It was just a great, I was saying in the intro before you got here, it was just a great week to be in the Nova, in the Atlantic provinces, like in the bubble. It was just beautiful weather. Yeah, for sure. Especially down in Chester. Anyways, man, first year, BU, NCAA, big dog. Saw that picture mm-hmm. of you at Madison Square Garden. I was like, holy shit, Ethan's the real deal right now. <laughs> How was it? Uh, it was crazy. Yeah. A lot of really good experiences and just learned a lot. And, uh, you know, I, going into college, you don't really know what to expect. And uh, I think everything from start to finish was just amazing with uh, the team and the coaches and just the experience of, you know, I, I lived in the U.S. for a while, like uh, going to prep school. Yeah. But it's a lot different. Like I was finally in the city and yeah. kind of really got to see what it was like living in a, in a big American city. So it was pretty cool. So you said the start was like easy, like there was no tough transition or anything? Like I mean, like obviously there's the transition of, you know, you're you're actually living by yourself now. Like prep school, I was living in dorms, but I had dorm parents checking up on me, tutors, all that like yeah. there. But like now it's up to me on what I'm going to do with my time. Like and, groceries and laundry and stuff? Yeah, well, you know, I, there's a good meal hall, so that was fine. But like laundry... That took me a while to kind of get going on. And, yeah. Um, and then just kind of like schooling, like the, the start, I, I felt pretty prepared. But, um, you know, it's it's a lot different when there's not someone tapping your shoulder every every little bit telling you to get going or you go do your homework. So, yeah. Um, but it was awesome. And we had a really good leadership group this year that uh, brought, like we had a freshman class of 13. Whoa, that, that's helpful. Yeah. Yeah, so we we had a massive freshman class, young young team, and uh, like our captains and leaders and older guys did a great job from the start, just kind of bringing us in and uh, making us feel welcome and showing us the ropes. The, talk about the facilities. When we got a tour there with Bowers, we were just blown away how the gym's right down the hall from like the rink, and the rink leads right out to the actual ice, and the facilities just blew us away. And they take the elevator down to the bottom floor. Like, were you blown away just as much as us when you saw it for the, the I guess when you got to use it, like it, mm-hmm. it's different from using it to just seeing it one time. Like, was it functional for you? Oh yeah, it was great. Like everything you need is right there at the rink. Um, like you, you walk in, you got your dry stall and then you get changed. The gym's there to warm up. There's the athletic training room where they've got people ready to help you out and yeah. work on anything that needs to be kind of straightened out a little bit. So, um, it's awesome. And like, you just you swipe your key card to get in and you can get in there any time from like 6 a.m. to 8 o'clock at night. Did you have a car up there? No, like everything's kind of right there. Close, Like yeah. walking distance. So if not, you just take an Uber or the train. Yeah. Boston's really good for trains. Mm-hmm. And we got around quickly when we were yeah. up there. The stick rack, Do they? does everyone still have like a heavy stick? Like when we were up there, everyone had a heavy stick next to the regular stick just to warm up with. Yeah, they. I think they're called the the gel sticks. So they're still there. Uh, we didn't get any this year. Okay. But uh, I know they had them in the past. Um, might be something to look into. I heard. I've seen a bunch of stuff about them, but I don't really. I've never used one, so. Oh yeah. 
be interesting to find out. Did um was there any alumni that stopped by? Like I, when I when we walked into the gym and like the pillars, there's pictures of like Ryan Whitney and a bunch mm-hmm. of the, all these guys that went to BU. The NHL alumni is strong. Did anyone ever like stop by and just be like, "Hey boys, how you doing?" Um, I think the coolest alum that uh, I got to meet was uh, Rizzo. Rizzo. Uh, Mike Aruzioni. Oh wow. Yeah, he's he works at BU, and uh, he's around the rink all the time, and he talks to us, and then. Um, on the the anniversary of the the miracle on ice, uh, like Jimmy Craig, uh, Mike Aruzioni. Um, it's tough to remember those. Yeah, names. like I'm I'm brutal with names, but uh, like a bunch of guys from the miracle on ice team came by and gave us a, a big talk, and it was really cool just kind of hear how they felt when they first came in the program and how they played and how they see it now and. Um, it was just, you know, like listening to some of the guys talk. It was just like you want to run right through a brick wall yeah. of how much they loved the school and the pride that they had put on the jersey. So um, it was really cool to, to see that and hear that from them and kind of, you know, they're there to help us carry on the tradition. Well, BU, like at the end of the day, they breed NHL hockey players. And I know you've only been to one NCAA school, which is BU, but, you know, being there for that one year, what do you think attributes to that? Like, you know, it's incredible if you look at their alumni and the people that have played in the NHL. What do you think it was that maybe that little extra detail, maybe that little extra rep, maybe it was the leadership from the coaching staff. Like, what could you attribute it to, to like what they're doing right to make NHL players today? Well, I think it, it has to do with a lot of the recruiting. Um, okay. You know, they're, they're bringing in great players, but, you know, if you're practicing against the best players every day, you're going to get better. Yeah. Like, Trevor Zegras, who was uh, in my freshman, he was part of my class and on my team this year ninth overall pick he's gonna play in the nhl next year like you're you're practicing you're battling against him you see how he plays you want to you want to knock him off you want to try and beat him in a drill or whatever and you want to you want to uh you know carry play so uh i think just the kind of competitiveness and having like a the way that they build the team around each other and um just also like the facilities everything you have there's there's nothing else you could ask for at that point. So it's it's really, if you're not putting in the work, it's your own it's your own fault, I guess. Yeah. Does it give you confidence when you're battling against a guy who's like first round, ninth overall, and knowing he's going to play in the NHL like next year? Does it give you confidence knowing, okay, I just stripped this guy of a puck. Maybe I got a shot at this year. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think you, you kind of go into the practice or games the same. Like you want to you wanna be the best one out there, so – um, battling against those guys is just kind of you learn you see how they play and um, you figure out what moves they're doing and like how to stop it yeah so you, you kind of like you take pieces away from their game on how to stop them or how to maybe next time you can learn that move that they did and yeah try it after that yeah yeah surrounding yourself with just like-minded individuals in that sense just everyone that has the same goal would have definitely help especially at that top level yeah, for sure. It'll be a great time. What's travel like there? Um, our travel wasn't that bad. Like no? we're kind of right in the middle of all the teams in our conference. Our our longest travel this year in our longest travel in conference this year was I want to say four hours, four oh, and a half bad. hours to on Maine. a bus. Yeah, on a bus. Did you fly at all? Uh, we flew to Michigan. So um, right after New Year's, we went out, played against uh, the national program. 
the okay, yeah. under 18 program. Yeah. Um, that's where Hughes was, right? Yeah. 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 That's where like, I think we had six guys, five or six guys from the national program, like in my class Jesus. that were all on the same team with like Hughes. Wow. So, uh, a lot of good players coming in from there. So what age would those players be? They were all my age. Your age? Yeah. So then I'm, I, someone's explained this to me before, but I forget. Why would someone go to the U.S. national program rather than like BU or Michigan? What's the difference? So like the 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 national program starts when you're 16. Invite only? Yeah. So uh, it would be like your, your 16-year-old year of junior. And it would be like if Hockey Canada put together – the top players from the country okay. and played in the CHL. Okay. They put together all the top players from the U.S. and they play in the USHL and then they also do the international tournaments. Okay. So it's basically the American All-Star team and they're together from the age that they're 16 until basically World Juniors. A lot of those guys end wow. up making it all the way. And um, it's uh, like I ask the guys about it all the time and they said like it's like you're 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 like a pro when you're 16 so uh i think they do a really good job with that well yeah with the players that are pumping out of that mm-hmm. program because kachucks were all in there too i yep. think i'm pretty sure yeah they were chucks keller matthews like yeah. basically any any young american that's doing well right now is played there yeah um you said you're heading up to boston august 1st what's the plan while you're up there for training and on ice sessions uh, uh, I got a quarantine for two weeks when I get oh, out yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, where at in your dorm? Uh, yeah, they've got a dorm that they're gonna put me in. I'm trying to see if I can quarantine at a friend's house, but yeah, I was gonna say uh, I'm not sure how that's gonna work. But uh, I talked to our trainer, and um, we're probably just gonna have to do like our own body weight workouts just in the dorm for the time being that we're we're stuck in there. But it'll be all right, and then. Once that's done, get back on the ice and start training as a team. Hopefully, get some bigger groups together. Would you be training at the ice, like where you guys play actual games? Um, what's the name? What's the name of the rink? Aganis Arena. Aganis Arena. It's yeah. a nice rink. Yeah, real nice. It's really nice. I uh, I don't know if our rink will be open or not. I mean, there's two rinks. There's Aganis and there's Walter Brown, which is the women's arena. That's where you practice sometimes, maybe. Uh, sometimes we'll practice there if the ice isn't in. Okay. Because they'll do a lot of like concerts and events. In yeah, Aganis. when we went up, to, there was like a, a cheerleading competition, and we couldn't go out. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's busy. It's weird sometimes. Like they they have a lot of things going on in there, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know half the things that are going on in the rink there. Well, there's only so many rinks in that city. You got TD, which obviously the Bruins will run. Then mm-hmm. you got Harvard. You got U. You got Boston College. Or does Boston College use TD? No, they use their own rank. They have their own rank? Yeah. Uh, Northeastern has Northeastern. their own Eastern. Um, And there's like the, the Warrior rank where Boston, Boston practices. practices out of, yeah. Um, How far is that outside the city? We didn't get to see that. The Warrior rank? Yeah. Um, I mean, you just kind of you hop on the highway and it's like 10 minutes, I think. 10, oh, yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. What sticks were you using this year up in uh, Boston? Using, we're, we're a Bauer school, so oh, I yeah. have to use Bauer sticks. Uh, guys get to choose what skates they want, but everything else is all Bauer. Is it easy to get sticks no matter what? Just like, I need new curve, new grip. Can we get this? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, like you you order it at the start of the summer. Yeah. And uh, so you've already put your order in. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. But uh, like once you kind of have your stick, you know what you like. But some guys like to switch it up, and a lot of guys use like the same specs, just like a little bit different. So you we trade a little bit and okay, move it around, see what we like, and um. But there's there's no shortage of anything for us, which is really nice. That's great. Just knowing you can go into a situation and have anything you want. It just much. It just it yeah. Just, as a kid, you're just like that's the dream. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Like everybody, like our equipment, our equipment guys, and um, like athletic training staff. They're they're amazing. We like we don't. The only thing you have to worry about is just doing your job. You don't have to worry about coming out with a workout or if you got a stick or if you got tape or if your skates are sharpened. You just you get dressed, you get on the ice, and just do your job. And everything at your level, like even the CHL, it's just pro now. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you, let's say you, you know you're going to an NHL training camp. Like, do you notice the difference? You know, honestly, uh, like going to Detroit's development camp last year was a big eye opener for me because, I mean, like junior hockey, you're treated well, but NHL is just a whole other level of. But like, what would the, the difference be? Uh, I mean, like you don't usually like junior. Like you, you ask your trainer, "Can you sharpen my skates?" They're like, "Yeah, I'll do. It. I'll get it done for you." Yeah. You don't ask. They just after every skate, it's done for you, and then your your gear is all hung up. Your your get just cleaned and hanging up right in your stall and ready for you. <laughs> like there's, I don't think I had one problem that whole week of looking for something or missing something or. Wow. It's almost like they know what you're thinking. Yeah. It's like everything's just done for you. you they know you're going to ask, so they just do it anyways. Yeah. Wow. They, they do a great job. That's insane. Um, I wanted to talk about Madison Square Garden. That picture that you had this year was mm-hmm. sick. Talk about that game and what it was like leading up to that. Were you nervous? It's Madison uh, Square Garden, the most famous building in the world. Who'd you play against? Cornell. Sick. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. I remember um, like driving in and there's just like there's like four layers of security guards like trying to get into the the rink and it's just like this place is like a a temple like you you gotta be you gotta be ready to go once you get in this place because everybody's watching and it's like you you look in the glass and it's just like it doesn't seem like the the arena's ever gonna end (laughs) and uh i remember we um we got the Rangers dressing room. Like no, we got, we got to sit. We got to sit in there. And then uh, David Quinn used to be uh, the BU, BU coach. coach. So yeah. he came in and did our lineup before the game. <laughs> and um, my line was supposed to start, so I was like, "Oh man, like I'm getting to start in Madison Square Garden." Like, Mike, this Mike. Yeah, I'm getting to start in Madison Square Garden. This is gonna be awesome. And then uh, we get out there, standing on the line, waiting for our names to get called, and they called out the wrong line. And uh, so, like, I was, I was pretty tight about that, but I mean, I'm not gonna let that ruin my night. But um, it was crazy. It was super loud, and um, it was a great game. Very, I think we we lost two nothing. Yeah. But uh, it was a tight game. Cornell was a hell of a team. Uh, Like, obviously, you know Morgan. Yeah. Matt. uh, Yeah, Steiny. Were you talking to any of the boys that warm up on the red line? Or are you just too no, focused, no, too dialed I'm not, in? I'm not much of like a talker on the red line. That's fair. But uh, if I line up next to him, see him on the ice, I'll throw a little joke. Yeah. But uh, no, it was it was a crazy experience. I'm so glad my parents got to come up for oh, it. Oh, did they? Yep. Um. Honestly, like you, you, 
I don't even really know how to explain it. Like, yeah, it's once, tough. Once you, once you start playing, it's just like a, it's another game. But yeah. um, leading up to it, you got that energy and you you want to play well. So uh, hopefully, hopefully I'll get get to get in there again and and uh, get some more games. Why did you play there? Is, is it just like a it's like a treat um, or like yeah? It's uh, it's called Red Hot Hockey. Um, yeah, I think Cornell does it every year, and then. It's Cornell versus Harvard, then Cornell versus BU, okay. then Harvard, then BU. I think it switches off every two years. Okay. Um, so I think I should be back there for my junior year. Sick. What was the Rangers room like? It's pretty cool. It's just like a big oval, and uh, we it was it's it's like connected to the Knicks locker room. No way. So like, the showers are like ten feet high. <laughs> it's it's crazy and. Um, They've got, we didn't get to use everything that they had there, but they had like a long like pool and like hot tubs, cold tubs, like in, in the, the dressing room, like in the, not in the dressing room, but like, like conne- connected <laughs> yeah. to the, um, to the, the bathroom and the locker room and everything. Yeah. But, uh, it was, it was really cool. I heard there's like a big ass ramp to get up to it. Yeah. Like you have to walk up a ramp or something. Yeah. Like I had my bag on my shoulder and it felt like it was never going to end. Oh, you there had to was, carry your gear in. Yeah. Oh. Because um, we we went there earlier in the day, but I think the the Knicks were there, or the the Rangers, someone was there, and we weren't able to get in. So we had to, and then also like with all the security and stuff, it took forever for us to actually get in the rink. Why did they like go through your gear bag and stuff? Yeah, like we we had to like put our bags like through. It was like TSA. Oh like yeah. At the airport, basically. Oh, so you flew to New in. York. No, no, no! Like to get into okay, the building, I like see what you're getting saying. off the bus. Yeah, we had to walk through like the metal detectors, put our bags like through a thing. Yeah, it was like you were in the airport, pretty much. Yeah, but um, like walking up, it was it was a long walk, and we we were late to the like we were late getting in because of like the security and all that. So our whole routine was messed up. Like getting ready, we oh come on. We had like a, as soon as we got in, everybody had to get changed from their warm up stuff, warm up, and then we had like. 10 or 15 minutes to get dressed and like you don't need much more than that but some guys like to take their time yeah. and they have things that they like to do so it was a little weird but um new yorkers are like boston team coming in we're gonna hold them up i wonder if cornell had to do the same thing or they, if they got- no, they were able to get their gear in before I yeah think they see, were there for a while exactly yeah that's what that was yeah pretty much so what did you guys do with your gear after you couldn't get in early you just put it back on the bus yeah and we went out for dinner on the bus we um we actually we did this thing. It was called hockey in Harlem. We went to Harlem. They had this outdoor rink. Yeah. And uh, a bunch of kids from Harlem came, and we we ended up we actually skated with them. No way. On the ice, and uh, kind of ran them through some drills and stuff. <laughs> it was it was really cool. Like, just kind of like having some young kids. You can see how, how much they love the game and how they kind of look up to us. So. Yeah. Um, it was really cool just to, to do that and kind of. Be able to give back, I guess. In Harlem, mm-hmm. outdoor rink. Yep. Ice. Yep. And wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Never would have thought that. I know. Like I, I, when I heard that, I thought maybe oh, like I don't know where we're going. Like a school gym to play. Yeah. Like, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was awesome. That's really cool. Well, that's really sick. When you guys were at MSG, was it uh, was the logo? Rangers or did they switch up the logo on the ice? Uh, I think it was still Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. Did you get to see any of the Knicks players at all? Even though they suck, but you didn't see anything like that. No. Man, the mecca of sports right there. MSG getting to play there. Mm. I couldn't imagine. 
I could not imagine. How'd you find the boards and the ice and everything? I would say the ice wouldn't be the best because like it's such a high yeah. turnover rate. Honestly, I don't really remember. You don't. You're just in no. a zone. You're just like whatever. Yeah, like I don't think there was anything bad with it because yeah. I feel like I'd remember that. Yeah, <laughs> that's good stuff. Yeah. No man, that's unreal. What happens after you play at MSG? You leave the rooms. There's just a bunch of fans there. Uh, we left the rooms and then like we went down to where the bus was and all of our parents, like a lot, everybody's family wanted to come to that game, obviously. So, yeah. um, went outside and I actually uh, a couple of my friends from Philadelphia took the train yeah up to New York and I got to see them, which was really cool and um, my family as well and then just like. I got to know a bunch of my teammates' family really well. Yeah. So just like catching up with them, seeing how things are going. Sick. Where'd you guys go eat when you were out there? Steakhouse? Um, yeah. The the night before the game, um, I think it was Chris Drury paid for our team meal. We went to Ru- Ruth's Chris. I don't know. I've never been to New York. I don't know. Steakhouse right in, uh, right in New York. Super good. What, where's the Chris know. Drury connection? How did that happen? Uh, he went to BU. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. So he just knew that you boys were coming in town. He's like, I'll pick it up. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, pretty sweet. That's sick. Did he ever, did he meet you guys at the room? No, we actually or at we the, didn't at the restaurant? Really to see him, no. No, he just knew that. No. Oh, that's a big dog move right yeah, there. Yeah, it is. Just called in. <laughs> yeah, so I think everybody got the biggest steak they could. <laughs> it, was, it was a great meal and uh, it was an awesome experience. Just, yeah. I'd been to New York City before. We didn't get to travel around a whole lot and check it out, but we walked through uh, Times Square, like pretty much our whole team, and got to check it out, which is really cool. Sick. I got to get there one day. Definitely. Cool city. So you said you might be playing there this year, or if there is a season? Uh, Not this year, the next year, I think. Oh, yeah, because this year might be a little up in the air. What's Detroit saying right now? Are you talking to them at all? I, I kept in touch. With, I've been talking to them about once a month. Oh yeah, they've just kind of been asking, um, like how my how my training's been going and the off season and what it's looking like going in for next year. And they're just kind of they giving me some stuff to work on and okay, uh, cool, some video stuff, which is which has been good. Yeah, it'll be interesting when you go in quarantine and they're just like, here's what we want you to work on, and you're like, eh, 14 days can't do anything, can't yeah. do much. Practice stick handling in the dorm room, maybe. I'm probably going to bring a, a stick and golf a ball. stick handling ball, golf ball. The person below me is going to hate me. Who? The person below me is going to hate oh, me. Oh, <laughs> I thought you said the principal below me is going to hate me. <laughs> yeah, that'll suck. That'll Whatever, though. If they, Hopefully, they put you in like a nice dorm room somewhere separate from the other students. Yeah. How many is, is the, the hockey team? That's There's no like football team at BU, is there? No. So, the hockey team's the big dogs there. Yeah, like we're... I'd say like we we probably get the most fans. Yeah. Out of out of all the sports there, but uh, like this year, like our basketball team was really good. Really. They for like the first time in like like fifteen twenty years or something, they made it to March Madness, and then it gets canceled, which sucks. Oh, but, uh, we got to go to some of their playoff games, and it was it was awesome. Like uh, pretty good support with our our student athletes at school. Like going yeah. to each other's games and. Uh, supporting each other and like next day like you're walking through the meal hall or in class and i was like good game like nice job yeah so it's it's nice to have that support from everybody around you yeah well when you think of bu you think of sports right away mm-hmm. yeah you just think of all the sports teams you think of the terriers and you just think of everything that they've accomplished even from canada you know who really thinks of bu all the way from canada other than now when guys like you and bowers go there and that kind of shift of local hockey players are going to the mm-hmm. states it's like all right maybe i'll 
it's not like every day I'm checking the NCAA website, but it happens every now and then. I'll check in on you and just see what the stats are, see what the standings are. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool how guys like you and Bowers and all these other Maritimers going to play in the States. It's kind of shifting the culture. Yeah, it is for sure. Like uh, growing up, I didn't know anything about college hockey and I uh, ended up going to a, like a combine here in Dartmouth where that. Um, like an agency put together and like a bunch of prep schools and, and colleges attended. And like, that was where I first learned about what, uh, the options are like what the options are and like that there is even that you can even go down and play there. Yeah. Like I didn't know a thing about it. And then I kind of looking into more of it, talking with my dad, it just seemed like the right route for me. And, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. Did you bring your dad with you or your parents with you to this combine? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, it was right in Dartmouth. It was right next to your house. Yeah, yeah. It was sportsplex? right. Sportsplex? Uh, yeah, sportsplex. Yeah? So, uh, I actually, I played defense that uh, Why? That weekend. They were short, and, like, at the time, like, I wouldn't say I was a defenseman, but, like, I I liked playing it, and I was just like, oh, I might as well, like, whatever, and yeah. ended up doing great and talked to a couple schools. and um, Was there, like, a BU representative down there? Uh, like no, BU wasn't there actually. I, um, I don't know if you know this, but I was actually, I was committed to Quinnipiac university. No, I didn't know that. That was who I first talked to. I was committed to them for, uh, two and a half years. And then at the start of my senior year of high school, um, I decommitted from them. I, I, uh, I called the coach and, uh, I think it was just, it was because I committed at such a young age, like ninth grade in the fall. Like that's, I mean, I'm glad that I had the, that they gave me the opportunity, but it's just, it's such a young age for me to make a decision of what I'm going to be doing three or four years later. And, um, I just told them it's nothing you guys have done. It's just, I want to be a hundred percent on what I'm going to be doing for college and where I'm going. So uh, I'm just going to look at my other options and, uh, just, I, I can't thank you guys enough, but, um, I just like, this is something I need to do. That must have been a tough call for you it to make. Was. At 15, 16, how old were you? Uh, I was 17. That's a tough time, call yeah. to make to a grown man. Yeah. You just call him and be like, hey. And like, I, I know some other guys that have decommitted before and the coach just like curses them out and was like, oh. they have a bad experience. And he, he took it well. He said like, obviously we're disappointed, but we want people that want to be here. And, uh, um, you know, best of luck. Just know that like the option's always here for you. And uh, like he, I think it was it was a good conversation. Yeah. Uh I just tried to be honest with him and That's all you can uh, do. he was he handled it really well. But um like going forward from there, um talked to uh mostly just hockey east schools. Yeah. Uh I knew I wanted to be close close to home and um it was a tough decision. I I think I, I talked to I I visited like six or seven schools. Uh, and then it just kind of like slowly talking with coaches and, and with my family and everything kind of was able to, to bring the list down to two or three. And, um, and then in, uh, November of know, 2018. Okay. 2018 or 19, either one. 2018. 2018. So yeah, a year 2018. before you played. Yeah. Year okay. before I played, I, uh, committed to BU and signed my NLI. So what was the separation from BU to all these other schools? Um, I think it was just like a, a gut feeling. Oh, 
like uh, it was it was hard. Like it came down to BU Northeastern and UMass Amherst, three great schools, and um, I, I honestly loved them all. It was such a tough decision, and yeah. at the end of the day, I was just like, like where when I close my eyes, where what jersey do I see myself putting on? And that was it. Just kind of it felt right to me, and yeah. Um, so you know, I, I called the other two schools to to let them know and just say thank you and then i called uh albie say i'm excited to be a terrier and uh just i love it just let it loose those moments make you grow up quick man like Mm -hmm. even uh you know i'm 28 years old like calling a guy and being like listen man i'm not coming to your school obviously i would never have to do it but you know for a guy in your position at your age to be able to call a grown man and be like look I, i'm sorry I, I respect everything you've done for me but i'm gonna have to go the other way on this one that's it's a character builder mm-hmm. that's a character builder that some people listening to this podcast might not understand being a, an athlete trying to be a professional athlete conducting yourself as a man at a, at a young age it's that can push you forward in life you know yeah. being able just to suck it up and be like all right listen man appreciate it but i'm gonna go this way i i respect everything you've done yeah good for you Thank you. You got to you got to respect that, especially to multiple schools. I have like one buddy who actually went to a school. He only played like four games in the first half of the season. And he's just like, listen, man, I'm done. But to actually call five coaches, I guess it's a good option to have. And I guess these coaches go through this all the time. Yeah. If you think about it, their whole half their job is recruiting. Exactly. And they're not going to yeah. get every recruit. So if you call, it's going to be like, okay, it's just another call for them. It's not. Yeah, a huge loss. Exactly, it's just business. But it's interesting the agent side of things. So you're not allowed to have an agent or anything like that to mm-hmm. to make these calls. Cause, yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's the NCAA is very, you know. Yeah, it's there's a lot of different rules, so you got to be careful. Yeah, I wanted to bring up. Did you go to any Boston Red Sox games? But I don't know if you're even allowed to talk about that. Yep. You paid yep. for the tickets yourself. Yep. You got the tickets. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the student price. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tickets and. Um, uh, one of the guys on the team knows a guy that works uh, that works on the the Green Monster. So sometimes, if there was space, we were able to get up there and just sit and watch the games, which was sick. Which was crazy, just watching it from up there. It's so tall. Yeah, we were up there for Red Bull Crash Dice. We got to go like on the field area, so like really? we were right next to the Green Monster, but on the ground, and we were just looking up, and it just didn't end. I couldn't imagine from watching it all the way up there. Mm-hmm. Was there any home runs when you were at the game? Yeah, I think Mookie Betts hit like two or three home runs right right, where- right over the whole thing into the <laughs> next parking lot. It was it was crazy. That's unreal. Yeah, we got to go to a couple of good games. Like we went to. Um, Boston versus the Yankees, uh, and then when the Dodgers came to town, um, sure there was a couple more. Sick, but uh, it was it was really cool. Fenway, man, it's a cool park. It's it's, awesome. it's old and it has tons of character. But we had a great time when we were there. Mm-hmm. We we got to go up in the uh, the media booth. So you know, above the home plate, and you go all the way to the top. It's like uh, the windows with the, the yeah, media. Yeah. yeah, we got to go all the way up there and look out on the whole thing. It's it's unbelievable and in the staff how friendly everyone was mm-hmm. just a great great atmosphere yeah it's uh i was looking forward to getting to a couple games this summer but i don't I think know. it's happening well i i heard something today about baseball coming back next week with fans with fans with fans with but like only letting in like five thousand people and uh, i heard yeah. something but I, I have no idea yeah that might happen but tickets will probably be wicked expensive yeah i'm not 
we were having this conversation up in Chester this weekend. We were thinking, like, do, we, do you really miss sports? And in my case, I do because it's my business. I really miss it because yeah. I got to talk about it. But, like, there were some of my buddies who were like, you know what? I'm, fi- I'm fine without it right now. Like, it's okay for me not to be, like, consumed with sports. But, it'll, you know, who knows how long that's going to take for that to change. Like, when you see Crosby in Montreal in the playoffs next week, you're definitely turning it on. Yeah. Like, you know, you can talk about how much you don't miss it. But there's going to be playoffs on. You're going to be sitting there down watching it. Exactly. The ratings will be high. It'll be good. Probably some of the highest they'll ever have. Yeah. Like you uh, think yeah. like th- nobody's going to be able to go to the game, so everybody's going to watch them. Everybody's excited to see them again, so everybody's turning on the TV to watch. Advertising dollars are going to be sky high for yep. the television ratings. Oh, yeah. Sky high. Because you're right, though. Everyone's going to be watching it. And the games are going to be on all day. I think it was like 11, 3, and 6 o'clock the games are going to be on. Yep. And there's there's like five a day. I think there's five games a day, starting yeah. from like the first to the fifth. Yeah, during the round I robin. The, I, I was looking at the schedule yesterday on my phone. Oh, the schedule was out. Yeah, on the I, score. I, what app do you have? Uh, it was on Twitter. Ooh. I got it here. I only have the score right here. It could be on the score. I haven't checked it. Wow, I haven't looked at the score app in four months. Yeah, it's here. August first, New York, Carolina, Chicago, Edmonton, yep. Florida. New York Islanders, Montreal, Pittsburgh, Winnipeg, Calgary. That's in, unreal. <laughs> and then August 2nd, Nashville, Arizona, Boston, Philly, Colorado, St. Louis, Toronto, Columbus, Minnesota, Vancouver. Wow. That's crazy, man. Augie's back. Yep. That sucks that you might have to watch it by yourself, though. I know. Up in Boston. I know. That's why I'm thinking I'm going to fly out on the 2nd now because I want to watch at least a little bit of hockey with my friends. You said your your dad's a big hockey guy. Do you ever play? Yeah. No, never played. No, never played. He I'm, was a soccer player. That always, I've always been like the only reason I ever started playing hockey was because of my dad. Mm-hmm. So how did you start? Um, see, like it, my parents thought I was gonna be a soccer player, and then because that's what my dad was. Yeah. And then, uh, like living in Calgary, I think just like a couple of his friends, they were putting their kids around the same age into hockey, mm-hmm. and they were like, all right, like. We're, we're, we're in Canada. Like, let's, let's give it a shot. Let's give it a shot and just kind of took off from there. Like, started off with just, like, skating lessons. Um, like, my sister would do them with me. We'd do them, like, yeah. two or three times a week just for, that, like, the local community rink. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of kept going with hockey. Like, there. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you grew up in Calgary, though. Yeah, so I, I was born in Dartmouth or Halifax. Yeah. Lived here till I was two, and then uh, from when I was two until I was ten, I lived in Calgary, and then I moved back here. Did you go to any of those Calgary playoff games? Uh, nope. No. My dad. Uh, I think I was too young, and my dad was like, "I'm gonna bring someone who will actually know what's going on." That's fair. But uh, as I got older, like I was like seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. He would bring me to like five or six games a year, and um, I remember when Crosby came to town. Uh, it was on, like their West Coast road trip. Played in uh, Calgary one night, and then the next night they were in Edmonton. My dad and I drove up to Edmonton and watched that game too. Wow! And uh, it was awesome. That was definitely one of the best uh, like memories I have of of going to games with my dad. That's sick. So how many years ago was this when you did that road trip? Uh, I want to say I was like eight or nine. Wow! So Ten years ago. What was Rexall like? Do you remember? Not really. No. No. I think um, they they had like the like 
part where like the players would walk out and you like stand there. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. I think I got to stand down there and I actually, I got like a Sportsnet hat signed from uh, Nick Kiprios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got that in my room, which is pretty cool. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. If you ever get intervi- interviewed by him one day, just show him the hat. I know. I'll have to bring that up. That'd be hilarious. Hopefully that happens. Let me see. He just got a new job, actually, because he, he got let go from Sportsnet, but now he's somewhere else. I forget where. I have no idea. I think it's like almost like a network like this, just like a mom and pop operation okay. or something like that. Huh. No, I have no idea. Um, your dad's a soccer guy. Does he have season tickets to the Wanderers? No, like he doesn't watch any soccer anymore. He's what? like he's all hockey now. Oh, he's all hockey. Yeah, now. he's like he he played uh, like he played for Acadia in university. Um, I think he played like a little bit of like senior. Like, I don't know, senior like yeah, but. Uh, I think he stopped. Like he was in like mid twenties. Okay. Kind of just got focused on business and, and working. Right on. But uh, no, he loves hockey now. And uh, for someone who didn't play and didn't really watch that much growing up, he knows a lot about it. Yeah. So he spent a lot of time learning the game. That's interesting. Like for me, it was lacrosse, and my dad knew nothing about lacrosse. But then as soon as I started to show an interest and I got good at it, mm-hmm. I'd catch him on YouTube every now and then, just like looking up the rules and plays and sequences. And then, you know, I'd, I'd have a good game or I'd have a bad game. I'd go back in the car and he'd be like, "Here's what you did wrong." I'm like, "Dad, you don't know lacrosse. Like, relax, calm down." And it was always a debate in the car of whether I was playing good or bad. But my argument every time was, "You don't know lacrosse, Dad." But neither did I at the time. Like, I just playing it hope for the best who knows your sister ever play anything nothing no no she uh she just kind of did yoga hey man yoga's something yeah she uh no she never really got into sports that much she she skated she's actually really apparently she was a better skater than me when we were younger (laughs) so my parents always say but um i don't think she was she was never really like a sporty girl like yeah. More focused on like school and like she loved to read. So, yeah. More her thing. It's interesting the family dynamic when it comes to sports and especially hockey because it consumes. If there's one kid in the family that's playing hockey, it, it it's consumed yeah. by that one kid. Everyone has to, all right, honey, I'm picking the kid up for hockey practice and I'm going to drive him to the game. All right, he has to go to school, but then he's going to Charlottetown for hockey after. Mm-hmm. I just remember, not remember, but I always look back on it now and go, holy shit. My parents and my brother's life was surrounded by me when I was I younger. Know. It's so much time and effort that they put into it and money. It's crazy. I know. Like, I remember my sister would always get, like, these, like, little extra gifts like, yeah. when I was younger because, like, she's sitting in the cold rink. So, like, and, and they're, they're spending money on me to play hockey. And at the time, I didn't get it. I was like, oh, like, this isn't fair. She yeah. just got a, <laughs> a new, like, Nintendo or whatever. But, um,. Like she definitely she sat through a lot and um she probably didn't enjoy one minute of it so that's probably why she doesn't watch any sports is because she got she got forced into the rink when she was younger. <laughs> I remember my brother started playing and I was still playing but he would play on like my off days and like when you're playing hockey growing up you're at the rink it's a great time but then you don't really want to be at the rink when one of your other family members were playing. I just wanted to rest and not really do much. And my mm-hmm. parents sat me down. They're like, look, he comes to your games. You got to go to his. And that's kind of where I learned the lesson of, okay, if you guys are going to support me, I'll support you type thing. And I still try to do it today. Like will be, there'll be times where, you know, if I can do an extra favor for my parents right now, I'll just try to do it just because I remember the things that they did for me. 
I remember one story. We were up in PEI on a Sunday, and usually tournaments end on Sundays, right? Yeah. And we got eliminated. And I was just being such a brat, such a spoiled shit. And I was like, no, Dad, can we stay at the hotel like one more night? Come on. And to me, PEI to Halifax is like probably like a 10-hour drive because you're a kid. Long drives make they feel like yeah. forever. But mm-hmm. to my dad, what's, what's Halifax to PEI? Two hours? Three hours? Yeah, not that far. Could have been nothing to him. But like little moments like that, you think back and you're like, all right, he did that for me. I'm going to, what can I do to help you? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Getting deep with life and hockey. But anyways, <laughs> that's what I remember. Yeah. Good times. So what's going on with uh, when you get up to Boston? I already asked that, but you're going to be training, going on the ice with bigger groups, you said. Who would these groups be? Would they just be with the team or would they yeah. be other players up in Boston? Like, no, just just our team. Yeah, um, Everybody should be on campus. Like Classes start September 1st. Oh, so classes are starting? Yep. Okay. Um, like with groups or like yeah, online? Yeah, they, they say it's going to be online and in person. Okay. We'll see how that goes, but... Um, I'll be going four classes. Uh, I'll be pretty busy. You're just—I bet you're just like biting at the chops to get on the ice, just with the boys. Yeah, I'm just skate around. Again. Yeah. Is there any other Maritimers on BU right now that I should know of? Um, no, not right now. We got uh, we got a kid from uh, Newfoundland. No way. Uh, an O three, that's uh, committed, so he'll be in not this year, but probably next year. Yeah. Um, Is he buddies player. with New Hook? Uh yeah, I think he knows New Hook a little bit. Yeah. Um We got a couple Canadians though. We got um one from Calgary, from Montreal, two from Montreal now. Uh a couple from Ontario. Okay. And then we got a couple of Euros, like um Finland, Sweden. Oh, real on BU, eh? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is that you is that a rare is that does that happen often? Uh Honestly, I don't know. Like, I don't really know a lot about the rosters in the past, but yeah. uh, there's there's a lot of Euros that actually come over to to play college hockey. Cool. So, um, it's interesting. Like, you you see how like Mike Mike Mike. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> a lot a lot of you uh, can drink just yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ethan Phillips drinking water, putting the mic back. There we go. Like a, a lot of the Euros, you think they just they stay over there. They play like they're. U sixteen, U eighteen, U twenty, and then like play the pro, but um, seeing them like come a lot more starting to come to North America mm. outside of uh, just the junior hockey. Like now, like the USHL is filled with Euros and really? a lot of guys going to college and like playing. Like I'd say almost every team has two or three Euros now. Wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. The Euro style of hockey is definitely creeping its way into the NHL side of things. It's oh, becoming sure. less rougher, more skilled, quicker. If you look at some of the European countries now, I remember that World Cup of Hockey back when Matthews was just drafted to Toronto. I remember it was like North American Young Guns, mm-hmm. Canada, yeah. Team Europe. And I remember Team Europe was just such an underrated team oh, yeah. going into that tournament. Kopitar. Oh, they're just, they, they were so nasty. And you look at the style of game the NHL has changed in the past. I don't know six years to now mm-hmm. you know speed finesse less physical aspect and whenever you watch a european game that's exactly what kind of i guess you could say implements their game is just speed quickness finesse yeah for sure it's cool have you ever been to a game in europe um yeah i went to i was in finland a few years ago and uh i went to a game there it's crazy like the top scorer like they've got like the gold yeah, or, like, yeah, the yeah. yellow helmet yeah 
um it's it's pretty funny it's cool like the whole culture they have there with like all the different chants and yeah um and like the bigger rink it's always fun to watch hockey on the on the yeah, Olympic side dice did you ever get to play like any international did you ever play over in europe for like u18 i don't know if there's so many of the fucking leagues but did you get no. to play over there somewhere no i never i never played any international tournaments It'd be cool. Like the guys that come on here and talk about it, and they just say the the fan base, the like you said, the ice surface is so big and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It would be definitely a cool experience. No, it would be sick for sure. I found BU's rank huge, even though we didn't get to see what the ice on it is. That Olympic yeah, size? It's uh, it's like a hybrid. It's it's as long as an NHL rink, but as wide as a Olympic. Say that again. It's as long. So like it's two hundred feet. Yeah. By like. Instead of 80, I think it's like 90 or 95 feet wide. Okay. So there's more space wide, and then the, the corners are huge. Really? Yeah. Like, the thing with college is, like, you can have any size rink you want. Like Oh, there's no rule. Some schools have, like, tiny rinks. It feels like you're playing in, like, a box. And then, like, um, New Hampshire has, like, a full Olympic-sized ice. Really? So, like, one weekend you can be playing in Merrimack where you have no space, and then you go to New Hampshire <laughs> – and you're just you like there's there's nowhere you can't go like it's just there's so much space to fly around really that's interesting mm-hmm. i guess it would be like that in junior hockey as well too though like the metro center is definitely not the same size as yeah. ruan's rink or it could be i'm not sure yeah i don't know about like chl but even like ushl there's different sized rinks like, yeah some of them are tiny and then like um waterloo in the ushl has yeah. a mass like their ice surface is huge really yeah How'd you like playing in Harvard this year? I loved that rink. Watch. I, actually, I didn't get to play there. You didn't get to play no, there. We um, Harvard came to us. Okay. So they played us in our rink, and then uh, that was the only time we played them. Oh yeah. No, I liked their rink. It was, it was a great little. Like, there's no ads on the boards. Mm-hmm. It's just like that ivy. Yeah. Like all the way around, it was cool. We um. I got I got to play there like two or three years ago, I think, in a tournament. Okay. Um. But uh, it is a nice rink. Such a nice campus, too. Mm-hmm. I guess you don't want to talk too much about how nice Harvard is. <laughs> You're like, no, nah, I'm good. You can get Willem on to talk about that. I was supposed to go golfing with him the other day. Are you buddies with him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, good friends with him. No, he said him and Stein, he were out golfing the other day. We were going to go, but it never worked out. Oh. Is he going back anytime soon to Boston? Are you guys going to jump on the uh, same flight? He doesn't know what he's doing yet. Oh, yeah, he's up in the air. Yeah, because... Uh, <laughs> Like their season's canceled until January. It's brutal. So like, uh, he'll probably he'll probably just go up for classes and skating and stuff. Yeah. But uh, like, I don't know when they're starting up because they might not be starting practices till like November. Who knows? Wait a second. So they in a, they're in a different league than you guys. Yeah. Oh. They're in uh, the ECAC. So many leagues to and keep up And also like with. the Ivy League schools all do the same thing. Like all Ivy League schools are. Ca- um, Canceled their fall sports until at least January. Oh, really? But our school hasn't said anything yet about it. It's interesting, man. Mm-hmm. Can't commit to anything right now. I know. At least you're going up there, so you'll be there. Yeah, it'll you be know, good it's to have like the whole team together and uh, train and practice and just yeah. get schooling out of the way. I think schooling will be a little bit easier because we won't be as busy with traveling and stuff. Yeah. So, who knows? Maybe take an extra class, just try and get that out of the way. Yeah, just good to get back into a routine. That's the one thing everyone's missing right now is routine. Yeah, everyone's just like up in the air trying to figure something out. But the fact that you get to go and actually play hockey, take classes, get in a routine, 
life might be able to get a little bit back to normal. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I think that's what the worst part of like the start of quarantine was for me is that like I'd be waking up one day, I'd be wake up at like nine. Next day, I'm waking up at two. And no consistency. No consistency. You're like, oh well, I'm just working out at home by myself because I can't go to the gym. Yeah. So one night, like I'm working out at like ten in the morning, and another night I worked out like seven at night, and it's just like it's, what are it's you a doing? whole mess. Yeah. So it took a while to get a, a routine together for me, but yeah. Um, you know, the second half of summer has been good. You're home from now till August 1st. Do you have any plan these next, I think it would be 10 days? Uh, no, like I want to definitely spend some time with like my mom and dad and sister, but, uh, I've been lucky. Like I've been able to spend a lot of time with, with my friends. Yeah. So, uh, I haven't really missed out on much. Yeah. But a good, so like I said, it's been a good summer to be trapped in a bubble here. Yeah. You know, it's safe. The numbers are down for COVID. <laughs> so it's, it's a good place to be. It's nice. You got to be careful when you go down there, man. I know. Stress it enough. Just be safe. I know. I know that uh, there's going to be a lot of protocols and rules just like living on campus. So they're going to do the best they can to try and keep it down. But, I mean, there's – I think it's it's like 40,000 undergrads at BU. Like how are they going to keep track of 40,000 kids? It's almost like the hockey team should just like like be with the hockey team. Like go to – take the – like go into one classroom together, you know, eat together, live together, practice together. Yeah. I don't know. Like it might, that might sound a little crazy, but like if you guys were all just in the same little bubble like the NHL, maybe that might make it a little bit safer because essentially, excuse me, you guys are all there for the same goal to get an education and play mm-hmm. hockey. So why wouldn't you guys just be together? Yeah, I know. It's, I just, but, it's, hard but to, it's tough. Maybe that is what they're thinking, but uh, I think – they don't want to say something. The school doesn't want to say something too early because then they got to stick with that plan. Yeah. And, you know, there's, like I said, there's 40,000 kids. There's 40,000 kids looking for a loophole to yeah. hang out and party or do whatever with their friends. Party. <laughs> like, like you're at college. Like that's what kids are going to want to do. Yeah. So um, it's, I think they're just kind of taking their time and trying to figure out the best way to, yeah. to handle it Yeah. as like a whole school and the whole community. Yeah. Because it's not just the hockey team that they care about. They they got everybody else, too. That's selfish of me, too. I was just thinking, no, it's just hockey. Yeah, I forgot about every other sport. Yeah, it's a lot of kids. It's a lot of kids you got to take care of. Mm-hmm. You got to think of everyone around it, too. Is the is the campus at BU spread out, or is it one big it's, campus? It's, it's very spread out. See, that that's even difficult. That makes it more uh, difficult. Yeah, it's like all the way down Com Ave. Yeah. <sighs> a great Ave, by the way. I love that street. Oh, yeah. We saw a Mike Stud concert on that street. Great really? street, yeah. We got lost after. It's confusing if you don't know your way around there. At least for me, it was. Mm-hmm. Downtown Boston's confusing. Yeah. Did you? I have I'm no not, idea what's going on down, in downtown Boston. It's le- you go left, right, left, right, yeah. left, right. You're like, where the hell am I right now? I'm like walking around with my phone just on GPS the whole time. <laughs> I don't get it either. Love the city, though. I love it. I can't wait to get back there. Or just try and stick around the local guys. They know what they're doing. How many local guys are on the team? They must be uh, studs in the city because like, they grew up there their yeah, whole life and now yeah, they're like playing they on know, BU. They know a lot of guys just around the city and like on the same teams. Like yeah. Everybody wants to go to – like a lot of guys from Mass want to go to school in Mass. Yeah. So uh, – Is there any like hostility towards you because you've probably taken a couple – you've taken a guy's spot from BU. Is there any like – is there any of that jealousy factor? No. Nothing? No. Not that you know of. Yeah, not that. I know, <laughs> but, uh, I'd say we probably have like 
five or six guys from Mass oh, yeah. on our team. So. I would have thought more. Five or six. I guess everyone from around the world wants to go to BU and play hockey, if you think about it. Now you're counting the Europeans that want to go there, too. Yeah. It's Maybe tight. it's more. I don't know. They got the thick accent? Some of them. Our coach, both my coaches do. Really? Yeah, Albie, Albie O'Connell and Paul Pearl. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, I love their accents. I think the Boston accent is one of, the, one of my favorites. It's... Just the way they talk, and it's it's hilarious. I love it. Yeah. Such a friendly group of people. Oh, yeah. At least to me. Like, we were only there for a week, but I didn't run into any encounters of rudeness. No. It's just welcoming. How are you? Mm-hmm. Welcome. Especially at the BU rink. I remember walking around. Just, how you doing? Yeah. I don't think we were really supposed around. to be there, but no one really. How you doing? Yeah, they're pretty easy going. I think as long as, like, you, you said you went with Shane. We went with Shane, but like while we were there, there was a bunch of players working out. One guy was, one guy was like squatting, and his legs were real skinny. He's like, "Coach told me to squat, boy, so I got, I got to be here." And he's just joking around with us, just having a good time. Like, took a, he was like in the middle of a workout, but he stopped just to come talk to us for like ten minutes. And I don't know, it was just a, a loose, fun group of people to be around. Oh yeah, like they're it's they're awesome about letting people come to the rink too. Like, whenever like family would come in town, like my. Uh my little cousin, she's she's a huge fan of BU. Like it's her dream to to go there. And, no way. Um, she got to come down with uh, well, my aunt and uncle. Yeah. And uh, I got to show them around, and everybody's super nice. Like just like, hey, how are you? And shaking their hands and yeah. making everybody feel welcome, which is which is really nice. You know, you don't get that everywhere. When we were at a couple bars too, like we were saying, oh, we're from Canada, we're down here just to visit some friends, go to a Red Bull Crash Dice event, and bartenders were just you know more than welcome to ask questions mm-hmm. you know show an interest in what we're doing kind of reminded me of halifax to be quite honest with you yep just with a little bit of a boston accent instead but like it didn't like i've been to america i've been around it didn't really feel like an american city i know that's what like, i've kind of you know? always says like it's just like halifax but bigger yeah is how, how i feel about it well they say halifax could have been the exact same size of boston right now if it didn't if it wasn't for like the halifax explosion and shit that happened here probably like all the history and the bricks, like the city's made of brick back then. If you look at Boston, brick everywhere, brick yep. roads, brick buildings, brick, brick, brick. Yeah, everything got knocked down here. Yeah. Nonetheless. Anyways, last one of the podcast is yours. You want to thank anyone, say hi to anyone. If you want to, uh, you know, let your teacher know that a paper might be late, <laughs> now's a great time to do it. Um, I guess I just like to say thanks to uh, obviously my parents. Um, they've they've done so much for me. And a uh, special shout out to my mom because she she made sure I would say something when I get on here for her. Shout out Mrs. Phillips. Yep. Um, and just coaches, teammates, friends. Uh, been lucky to have a good group of people around me my whole life. So um, big thanks to them too. Unreal. Ethan, once again, man, thanks for coming on. Appreciate thanks. it. When I can't wait to get back up in Boston and we'll visit you. We'll get the tour again. For sure. Um, Everyone listening, thank you very much for tuning in. It's Monday. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, get after it. Do whatever you want. Have fun. Stay safe. Keep listening. That's all I got to say. Peace.